everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Meet St. Louis. I'm your host, Alexis Zotos with KMOV. You know, last week we took things on the savory side. We went out east and grabbed some barbecue. So this week we felt you deserved something sweet. And that's why we're chatting with Kaylin Wissinger of Whisk Bake Shop in this week's episode. Whisk is down on Cherokee Street in St. Louis City. And Kaylin is just a really wonderful human being. I loved getting a chance to hear her story of how she got started. It, of course, comes from the idea that a lot of us feel sometimes. Uh, she was bored with what she was doing, with what she was studying in school. So she found something that made her happy. And that passion that she discovered was in her kitchen. She taught herself to bake and over the years has really built an amazing business. Uh, she's at the farmer's market. She has her bakery on Cherokee Street. And now they're expanding. Uh, they are currently renovating an old postal truck so that they can hit the road with their homemade ice pops. We talked a lot about what it means to be a businesswoman, uh, the importance of sourcing locally, and that special feeling to know that people want to start their day with something that you've created. So let's get right to it and let's meet Kaylin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting in the shop right now. Mm -hmm. You guys are always busy, it feels like. What's that like to see people always want to start their day with you? It's pretty amazing. Um, I, I still remember the first day after we had opened, um, kind of standing behind the counter and looking at all the people that were sitting here and just thinking, like, I don't know a single person in here. And that's crazy did Why? you expect it to be just like all your friends and family it was like initially um but there was a point on that first day where I was just like this is a room full of strangers and they're taking time out of their day to come here to this thing I created like really amazing really cool but um just joyous overwhelming gratitude right is pretty and much what I felt and so walk me back to when you did start and when you because you, you started off just at the farmer's market yes right? yeah just with cupcakes how was that? Um, it was good. Um, it was a really great way to kind of get our feet wet and figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, I definitely fell into the obsessed with cupcakes trend <laughs> of like well, 2008 really yeah. and nine. Yeah, it absolutely was. Everyone, cupcakes are everywhere. Like everyone loved them. Um, so it was a really fun way to start and just starting the Tower Grove Farmer's Market and using as much local produce and products as we could. It allowed me to establish like some really wonderful relationships with like producers and farmers and um yeah it's were you always a baker no no not at all really? like um yeah I think my mom was kind of afraid to let me bake in the kitchen <laughs> with her because I'm very messy and I don't always follow directions I've gotten better at both of those things right. um but yeah no this was I picked this up my junior year of college is really? when I started baking. So it was like a hobby? Yeah. I just totally fell into it. I mean, I've always loved to eat, obviously. But, who doesn't love to uh, eat? Who does? Thanks yeah. Friends. Only only stupid people. Sad. No offense. Sad uh, people. Sad, sad people. So sad. Um, but yeah, I just, I started reading a lot of like baking blogs and then kind of hung out and would go to the library and read baking cookbooks and, you know. Did you think about starting a blog? 
I had, but I never actually took the steps to do it. Like, it would have been fun, but I was also in school and I had a part-time job and I knew that if I started it, it'd have like one or two recipes and then would just like disappear into the void of the internet. Right. And What were you studying in school? English and education. Oh. I was going to be a high school English teacher. And after college, you realize not for you? Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was actually leading up to my second semester senior year that I was like, I don't. I don't want to be a teacher. Why? I'm not going to go student teach and spend all this time and energy on something that I'm not passionate about. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I didn't and graduated anyway. Didn't really know what to do. I got, um, I worked in a, actually my alma mater. I'm from St. Louis. I went to Rosati Kane High School okay. and I worked in the development office there for a year and was min- like just miserable, honestly. Oh, no. um, I'm not good so at asking realize... people for money. <laughs> and that was what I did. Oh, and yeah. like just asking alumni to donate. And So while doing that, you were baking yes. like, on the side. That was my happy place, was like coming home and making cupcakes and cookies and like bringing it to school and forcing all the faculty to eat it and getting their feedback. And kind of little um, test subjects you had there. Yeah. Well, it, my husband works there or did work there at the time and, um, and he just switched jobs. But anyway, so he was there. It was nice to work in the same building as him and just force things on people <laughs> that I knew had to eat it. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good, but not and what so I at what point then did you realize, you know, doing this at the farmer's market, that this could be a job, that this could be your career? Yeah, that was a weird realization to come to. I think I wanted to work up to that eventually. I didn't think it would happen so quickly. So, like, I worked a school year at Rosati, um, quit, like, the week before the farmer's market started in 2011, and then just did that all season. And at the end of the season, I was just like, okay, it's November I don't know what to do over the winter. Mm -hmm. And then Pat Horan, who is the market master, one of the market masters at Tower Grove, asked if I would be the in-house baker for a local Harvest Cafe. And so I worked there. And then over the winters when we found this spot and I mean... Did it just click? It kind of did. It it really kind of did. Like it was, we wanted to be on Cherokee. Why did you want to be on Cherokee? Well, at that point, I had only ever really been down here um, to go to, like, Cranky Yellow when that existed and to, um, I can't think of the name of it right now, the the Print League holiday sale. We came down every year for that, loved it, and it just seemed like a cool, like, hip, up and coming, (laughs) all those buzzy keywords that everyone says about Cherokee Street, Um, but I totally bought into it and, like, Price is Right. And, um, yeah, it was a journey getting open, really? but, oh my God. What was the space like before? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Um, the walls were painted tie dye pink and blue. Oh. We have, I think three coats of primer and like six, I'm not exaggerating, like six coats of white paint on these walls to cover it up. Like the place that it was before, it was called the Shangri-La Diner. I loved it. Like I had my rehearsal dinner here for my wedding. Really? So like, love oh, Shangri-La. Right? Feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to it's been important to me over the years in different ways. Um, but yeah, it's it was just a mess. The people who were here before us did not take care of it, and um, yeah. And that was, was when two thousand. What year did you guys open? We opened in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. And so in the six years that you guys have been here, what's changed down here on Cherokee Street? A lot. 
It really has. There's, I mean, definitely some really wonderful things have happened and also some really terrible things have happened. Um, I'm happy to be here. I, I love our location. I, I love being on this side of Jefferson. Um, I'm not, I mean, I go to sleep really early because I wake up really early. Sure. So, like, I'm not really a, a bar, like, <laughs> let's go out and get a drink person sure. because I'm like a grandma in that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of really wonderful people that have put their life's work into opening businesses here. Mm -hmm. And I love being surrounded by that type of person, like just someone that is very sure of themselves and strong and they want to make a difference. Um, you know, there's there's always issues. There's Crime. issues everywhere. There is issues. Ev there are issues everywhere. That's not that's not specific to here. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of clickiness and it's it's hard. Interesting. I try to just stay out of it. Right. I have enough going on here that I can't <laughs> focus on that. Enough drama in the kitchen. There's enough drama in this building <laughs> to, uh, to... To sustain you. Yeah, to sustain me. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent choice of words. Right. Sustainable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Segwaying. Yes. You know, why did you want to... I mean, it's in your name. Why did you want to be a sustainable bake shop? So, um... I feel silly admitting this, but early on, like, <laughs> I really did not realize how much amazing produce was available that that is grown within 150 miles of where we're sitting. Like, truly didn't know that. Never really thought about where our food comes from. Um, and I joined a CSA, Fair Share CCSA, um, and started eating all of these amazing things like strawberries that didn't taste like plastic. Like local strawberries are incredible. Mm -hmm. Why did no one tell me that ever before? <laughs> I was kind of mad at my parents for not informing me of that, but they didn't know. So like, whatever. Anyway, um, and once I realized how many, just how much better stuff was. Yeah. And it's kind of funny here. to think about that in terms of a bake shop because people don't really think like, oh, you know, people think produce, right. we're surrounded by produce, you know. A vegetable forward restaurant, but people probably right. don't think that as much of a bakery. I don't think so. Um, but you guys do have a lot of, you know, local fruit and whatnot in your in your baked goods. Yeah, we. I love baking seasonally. I I really do. I love just walking around the farmers market and being like, okay, what can we do with this vegetable or what can we do with this fruit? Like, how can this translate into a baked good? Um, what are some of the more interesting ones that you guys have, that you've come up with based uh, on just your walk around the farmer's market? Probably one of my favorite things that we really don't make as often as we should is a zucchini spice cake. Oh. Um, it's like carrot cake, but with zucchini. So some people are turned off by it, but they shouldn't be because is that it's hard, delicious. Is that hard to bake with since how watery zucchinis it, are? You have to even it out. The ratios are really important on that for sure. But... Um, yeah. So we're coming, following those directions comes exactly. back into play. Yeah, following the directions, <laughs> it's kind of important with baking. I learned that quickly, very quickly. <laughs> what works. Do you think that you can kind of just, I mean, it sounds like you kind of just picked it up. I mean, is it mm -hmm. is baking something that people can just pick up? I think it is. I really do. I mean, there's certainly a science to it. It's not as easy as just, you know, like kind of throwing a couple things into a pan and cooking and just right. seeing what happens. Like, there, it, it is chemistry. Um but I think that once you either work off of other people's recipes long enough or have spent enough time in the kitchen to sort of experiment yourself, like mm -hmm. you kind of get a feel for what works and what doesn't. And when something's done, um, 
which that's kind of one of the harder things for me to teach my employees when I hire them is it's just like, why don't you know? Get in my brain. Like, understand. Um, but that's I not feel it like works, so. it is hard. I mean, I've made so many chocolate chip cookies in my life and I still don't have the, me- the recipe memorized. Yeah. It's like one of my goals is to just be able to like whip up a batch of chocolate chip cookies just without out looking at yeah. the recipe on the chocolate chip bag. Like, yeah. I don't know why I can't remember it. You should, do you, if you use the recipe on the chocolate chip bag, you should double the vanilla and oh. double the chocolate chips. It makes it so much I generally always better. double the chocolate okay, chips because I'm generally good. just like pouring. I feel like back in the day it used to be a whole bag of chocolate chips and now it's not. And yeah. so I still kind of it's dumb. stick with yeah, the, the bag. Yeah, you should absolutely <laughs> stick with the bag. Absolutely. Always add more chocolate. Yes. You can't like go more wrong vanilla. with that. Okay, that's, yeah. that's a good one. More vanilla. That's, that's actually a sad thing that I sometimes will leave out if I don't have vanilla. It's expensive right now. It's so expensive. Sometimes I'll just forget to buy it. But yeah. Because it's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, of course I have vanilla in my cabinet, and I don't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. I'll yeah. do without. So, yeah. yeah. It's just, what are your, what's your tips to people who maybe want to become a better baker? I would say going slow is, a, you know, just reading through an entire recipe first is a really good idea. I still don't do that sometimes. Um which where you is like dumb. get to the end and we're like, oh, oh I don't I... have that. Or like, oh, I wasn't supposed to. I, oh, my God, I didn't do it right. Like that happens more often than I should admit to people. Or I feel like Whatever. the worst is when you realize you're going through a recipe and then it says like chill for 24 yeah. hours. Like, oh, God, I just well, I want it now. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Um, yeah. Also very guilty of that as yeah. well. So what is that like? Because I imagine your staff has grown mm-hmm. over the years yeah. since starting out. How is that, you know, kind of teaching a, a new generation of, of bakers? It's really interesting. Um, <laughs> managing people is not something that I'm super good at. Like, I'm, I'm getting better. I, being perfectly frank, I don't really like having to be a boss. Mm. Like, I, I want to be in charge of what I do, which was great because for like the first year and a half, it was just me. And when my husband, he's a teacher, when he wasn't teaching, he would help. Right. And it sucked. Did you resist bringing people on though for a while? I did. Yeah. Because I'm stubborn. And I was like, I can do all of this myself. (laughs) I don't need anyone's help. I have it all under control. And then, um, we lived upstairs for three years oh, fun. and there was one morning that I was just so overwhelmed at the thought of having to work by myself. I, again, this sounds intense, but whatever, if someone is listening, that's like, I want to start a business and I don't know if I should. I thought about like, if I fell down the stairs and broke my arm, I wouldn't have to work for a couple weeks oh and that God. would be really nice. And like, that's a terrible way to feel about going to work. So like, I, um, that's when I was just like, I really, I need to should hire probably somebody. Get some help. Yeah, this is terrible. I should, no one should feel this way. Like, especially not for a job, that, a like, job you that thought, I created. Right. Like I, people, people want to work here and, um, it's hard. It's scary yeah. to like open your life up and like your baby up to bring other people in. Well, it's, and it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard probably also to see that you need it, you know, maybe yes. in your mind, it's like, Oh, we're not that big yet. or yeah. not. Um, I get, I mean, were you having to say no to things that you wanted to do yet or no. had you not reached that point? Yet? No, I, I was just working like 17 hour days. Oh That's not God. an exaggeration. Oh, like wow. just, I would go upstairs to sleep and I wouldn't, I didn't have a car. So I like just wouldn't leave this building for weeks at a time. It was really not a good spot in my life. Like I was very fulfilled with mm-hmm. what I was doing work-wise, but like my social life was non-existent and I was just kind of a hermit and not 
happy That's with that. That's probably a problem that I imagine a lot of entrepreneurs I and small so. business owners, it, you know, it fall into. It just consumes you. It consumes you. It is so hard to just have any semblance of life outside right. of your business. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. But back, with some help, you've got some, you oh got my a God. life back? I'm in, I'm in a much better spot. Like, we, <laughs> we bought a house, so the separation of not living and working in the same building, while it made me very anxious at first, like, was definitely for the best. Um, and, yeah, having employees. I have three employees right now. They're all fantastic. Um, yeah, it's been really good. I How feel much better. How has that helped you guys kind of expand the business? Oh, man. It has just made it so that if we want to do three weddings in one day on a Saturday in July, we can do that. It's not just like, oh, this one person booked a wedding a year and a half ago and we can't take anyone else. Wow. Um, and then, Is that what you see with your wedding sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. What does that mean to you to know that a bride, as someone who's, I'm personally planning yeah. a wedding right now, so what does that mean when a bride knows, like, this is exactly what I want that far in advance. That means they're probably checking that first off their list. Right? Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, it, it kind of goes back to like that first day of just like, it doesn't ever get old to me. Like just the overwhelming gratitude that I feel. And I, I don't take the time to think about it as much as I should to like make myself feel good about what I'm doing. But like when I do, it's just very, um, I don't know. I don't really know the right word for it. It just it makes me feel really good about what I've chosen to do with my time. Do you get? I imagine you're. you're I mean, because you're not probably there when they're like cutting the cake. No. When people are. But like seeing those pictures, what's that like? It's nice. It's so sweet. Like we've. I've done a couple of weddings that I've done desserts and pastries for, and then been the, a guest there. And it's always kind of like, oh no, do they like it? Am I work right now? Does everyone? Is, are they happy? Do I need to help? Do you need help with anything? And it's not my job to do that. Um, so it's kind of weird. But, I mean, really, it's just the fact that anyone would choose to come here to either sit and, like, meet a friend or to have us provide stuff for, like, a really big, important part of your life. Like, anything like that just, it kind of just floors me still, yeah. always. Like I'm sure I, it doesn't really It doesn't get go old. Away, yeah. yeah, and I, I kind of like that just little jolts of energy it gives me I guess what are you seeing right now in terms of I mean right now it seems like with weddings so many dessert trays are big I was looking into your guys's website it seems you guys do that a lot we do a lot of yeah it's right now we're bigger on the cupcakes and then like the dessert buffet so just a couple kinds of cookies couple kinds of cupcakes maybe some rice crispy treats I think that's the way to go honestly not everyone likes cake I don't understand why you wouldn't <laughs> like cake but not everyone does so I don't know I'm not a big um, cake fan okay like I mean well, it's, all, sorry. it's all right but it's it's not the dessert that I crave like yeah. I would never go and same with cupcakes like mm. I would so much rather have a cookie or a brownie for ice cream or ice cream ice cream is any always a good idea I yeah. don't know and I think it, part of it yeah. is having too many bad experiences with cake that's like fair too many of those sheet cakes from the grocery store over your life just trash and you realize yeah. I don't like cake but, yeah you know well and you then have a like, good one and you're like oh. yes I think it's it's hard to mess up a chocolate chip cookie it's very easy to mess up a cake mm -hmm. with either like shortening frosting that like leaves a coat coating in your mouth <laughs> yeah. or like dry yeah it's we don't even have to talk about it it's too sad it's too sad to even <laughs> think about sad. yeah um so do you I know you said you got started with cupcakes do you still do a lot of cupcakes or what would you say is your probably your biggest thing that you guys do here um it kind of depends on the day like we 
we usually have four different kinds of cupcakes in the case every day here. Um, we don't really sell those at the farmer's market very much because they just, they get melty. Yeah. And no one wants a melty cupcake. That's sad. <laughs> um, but really, the thing that we're really pushing hard this summer has been our ice pops. Yeah. So that's been, I think that's probably, it's weird. Like when I meet people and they ask what I do, and I say I own a bakery. Oh, what's it called? Whisk. Oh, like it's crazy when some people know it from like Tower Grove Farmer's Market and Pops. And some people know it as like, oh, I've driven by there. Like, what is it that you make? And, um, I don't know. I kind of like that we have a lot of different things available to people. I wouldn't want to like pigeonhole us into one specific Why did thing. you want to start doing the Pops? That was actually... Um, that was the second thing that we made at the Farmer's Market mm. was Ice Pops. And... Um, Pete, my husband and I were at a bar somewhere. I don't, I think we were in Nashville maybe. And, uh, he had a cucumber margarita mm. and I was like, that would be a really good popsicle, like just cucumber with lime and something. And, um, it was like, why are we not making popsicles? Like we can make so many good flavors of popsicles mm-hmm. with local produce. And right. so we just, I bought like two 10 cavity molds and I was making them in my house, which I wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> Whatever, it's over now. Yeah, I'm not, whatever, it's fine. Um, I'll be made in the kitchen now. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's it's graded. It's fine. Um, And yeah, we just, we started making like really small amounts. They were really popular and that's been so fun. And now you guys are working to expand that. Yes. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So we have, um, we bought a 1984 AM General postal truck. She's super cute. Her name is Toto. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're working on getting, we got her from Kansas, hence the name. Uh, that makes um, sense. yeah. Also just the song Africa by Toto. It, that made it, that, that has had a resurgence this summer. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I'm not complaining. Who knows? Um, so things come back again. Exactly. It's all cyclical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been working on getting her ready um, very long process. I don't know anything about cars. So, so are you guys, yeah. Are you having to like some like mechanical labor to this thing it's been hot and frustrating but um really good time august in st louis to work in a hot truck so great it's been so fun no um it's been good though because what's the hope with it i have finally come to terms that it will not be up and running this year Mm -hmm. i'm i've I understand that now. Uh, I initially was like, we'll get it done in like two months. It'll hit the streets. That was so stupid of me, but whatever. I think that like blind optimism is sometimes needed when you're an entrepreneur just to like push yourself forward to get anything done. So it's fine. Um, But I'm hoping that we'll be ready to roll in April of next year. So will it go to the farmer's markets? Will it go to like food truck Fridays? Yes. Okay. Both of those things. I really want to focus on festivals, but I also would like to just be able to, you know, like an old school ice cream truck, just drive around and sell pops. Will you have Um, music playing out of it? We need to figure that out. I found a sound system that will fit into the truck. I don't really want it to be the same music. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah. But it's like, okay, what do we do? Do we like commission someone to write an original song? Cause that'd be kind of fun. And there's so many amazing artists in St. Louis. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could, that'd be awesome. That would be really neat. Yeah. Well, that's so fun. And then, you know, because I feel like popsicles, again, one of those things where, similar to bad cake, mm-hmm. people can grow up eating those just the freeze bad pops. popsicles. Yeah, yeah. Do you get people that are like, wow, this is totally different from something 
I've every ever day. eaten before. Every day. Yeah. It's it's always the same like, oh, sweet corn? Like, yes, it's really good. You should try it. Or yeah. like, oh. What's the apprehension like sometimes? It's it's kind of frustrating. I, if I'm being honest, just it's like, why I wouldn't make it if it wasn't good. And like, it's it's corn. Like, you know what corn tastes like. And but in a popsicle, your mind like doesn't it. compute. I feel like. Yeah, and that's 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 fair. I need to give people some more grace in that department. But at the same time, if you've had really good Missouri corn, you realize it's, it's sweet. Amazing. It's super. It, it's so sweet. It's like candy. Sometimes it is. It really I don't is. I feel like I ate enough corn this summer. I'm just I realizing. definitely <laughs> didn't eat enough corn. I had a lot of sweet corn popsicles, but I did not have like enough corn on the cob. Fine. I still got my corn in. There it's you okay. go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can remember actually when I was a kid, we have a boat out on uh, the Mississippi and we'd drive through a lot of cornfields mm-hmm. and I shouldn't probably admit this, but we'd always like sneak and grab an ear or two of corn. I mean, probably don't think anyone was going to miss an ear or two. I don't but think But those were did. like the most fun nights Aww. is going home and like grilling those couple of pieces yeah. of, of theft, thefted I like corn. That story. <laughs> I like that story. It's fine. Farmers don't come after me. No, don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. It's okay. It's all It's all for the love of food, right. right? And again, that kind of comes back to, you know, how you got into this, which was to utilize that Missouri produce. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just really was very um, taken aback, surprised by how wonderful the bounty was Mm -hmm. in our state and in Illinois as well. So do you guys practice sustainability in like other ways? We do. Yeah. We, um, we compost a ton. Like we put more compost out of this building than we do trash, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that's pretty impressive actually. Yeah. We, I mean, you know, there's a lot of like byproduct from veggies, you know, peels and, um, the cobs of corn or like apple cores, you know, that all just goes straight to the compost instead of into the landfill. Um, and then for everything else, like all of our to-go materials, they're all compostable. They're all made from at least, I think at least 90% like post-consumer recyclable PCR, whatever that right. word is. You know, it's interesting. I, I feel like we're seeing so much more of that, which is a good thing, but I also imagine it's a little bit pricier for it is. Especially small business. Yeah. I mean, I've never even looked at how much, like, a case of Styrofoam cups cost, but I imagine it's significantly cheaper than, like, the, you know, like, corn byproduct, like, compostable cups we have here. Absolutely. Yeah. I would much rather go that route. Right. And I think most consumers are willing to pay a little bit more for that cup of coffee to know that it's not coming from a Styrofoam cup that is never going to... um, Decompose. It's just gonna What's exist. Yeah, decompose. <laughs> you're decompose. right. You're like right. Biodegrade. Yeah. <laughs> also know. accurate. Okay. <laughs> I think you could use both of those. I always feel like, and I never know if this is accurate. That statistic or fact that people always throw out that if the Pilgrims had used styrofoam at the first Thanksgiving dinner, like it would still be with us today. Oh my God. I don't know if that's accurate. It's like one of those like facts people throw out. I so. think, isn't it? I feel like it doesn't break down for like thousands of years. So, so yes. probably. Like, yeah, it's only been a couple hundred years. Yeah, it hasn't been that. Fa- it hasn't been that long. Like it was like yesterday. Right, Whatever. pretty much. In, in comparison to the time and, and space of the universe, it was pretty recent. So. Very, exactly. Oh, that's so sad. So, speaking God. of Thanksgiving and fall, yeah. what's what's kind of coming up fall-wise? I can't see. Do you guys have pumpkin yet going on? I love pumpkin. Oh. I, I am all about, like, the pumpkin spice-flavored things. Mm-hmm. But 
um, I do not allow myself to use pumpkin until I see it at the farmer's market. Well, it looks like someone from a farm just dropped off two pumpkins on your counter. Oh, my God. I think such and such farms just walked in. What? <laughs> and just dropped off those two I pumpkins. I did not even see that happen. They were very sneaky ninja-like. Oh, Great. Well, then it's pumpkin time. Um, that's amazing. This All the basic girls planned. out there, it's yeah, pumpkin time. Come on in. Come on in. Um, I yeah, I I totally buy into that. I know some people are annoyed by like the pumpkin craze. I am not. I, I love pumpkin. I, love I don't pumpkin. want pumpkin in August. Yes. So, also, but we're yes. also I think just days we're days, days away, away from, from fall, fall. actual fall. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's very very near to us. So. Um, one of my favorite things that we make here is pumpkin snickerdoodles. Oh, hey. Oh, they're so good. Last year on the first bake of those, I ate one for breakfast and I was like, oh, I need more. And I had three more. I had four pumpkin snickerdoodles for breakfast and I had no shame about it. Pretty sure I I'm wrote like Facebook status about it. I was, so. But that is an interesting thing. I mean, I think as a baker, that's got to... Do you ever get sick of sweets? Yes. But... Not usually the ones that I make. <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes it's more, it's not like sick of a specific thing. It's just, okay, I need to eat some cheese or something savory. Right. Like, I can't have any more sugar today. Um, Makes but sense. my threshold is probably significantly high. higher than the average person's. I remember uh, once I was talking to Jackie over at Sugarbot Bakery, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, it smells amazing. I don't know how you walk in here every day. She's like, I literally don't smell it anymore. Yeah, that's when people come in and say like, oh, it smells so good in here. It's like, does it? I don't, yeah. okay, I'll, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a pizza restaurant once when I was back in high school, and I'd come home, my parents were like, you smell like a pizza. I'm like, do I? I, I don't even smell it I anymore. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I also worked at a pizza place in oh, yeah? high school. Where did you work? I worked at Joni's Pizza okay. in Soulard. I worked at Ferrado's okay. in Rock Hill. Nice, so nice. Still some of my favorite. Some of the only thin crust pizza I'll eat in the city. Are you not a, a Provel fan? I like Pro. I like Provel in my salads. Okay. And okay. I like it sprinkled on top of pasta, mm-hmm. but I just don't love... It's really more of the thin crust aspect. Like, okay. I want thick crust. Uh-huh. Like, that's, that's my jam when it comes yeah. to pizza. Absolutely. But... But I mean, I am a St. Louis, and so I will eat Emo's eat and think yeah. this pizza if it's in front of me. Right. So I because just don't like crave it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no to a pizza. No. No one should ever <laughs> say like no to I'm a pizza. like I'm probably not going to say no to a cupcake, even though it's not my favorite of right. the desserts. Right. So. I'll eat it. I have to. If it's here. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the things on this podcast that we like to do is really let people know of other local businesses. And since okay. you kind of... A breakfasty bakery situation. Mm-hmm. Do you, well, first off, do you get to eat breakfast? Because you're kind of working during breakfast hours. I um, usually will eat oatmeal while standing up, or will eat <laughs> a scone from the day before. Or do you ever get to go out? It's to not breakfast? sexy. Um, not very often at really? all. Really? Yeah, because even on days off, I don't really have days off. Mondays and Tuesdays were closed, but I do wholesale deliveries all over the city oh every God. day. So Be like, busy. I'm. I'm eating like a granola bar in the car. You know, it's not, I, I go out to eat on vacation, which is not very often. Really? So, yeah. Really? Okay. Well then let me, let me backtrack my five okay. or my four questions. Um, no, no, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm always interested about that when people work odd hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go simple. What are the four desserts that you're looking for when you do get to go out and try other people's sweets? This is such an exciting question. Um, I love ice cream. I love ice cream. So, well, then let's go four favorite ice cream shops in the city. Oh, great. Okay, okay. Um, Love Clementine's. Yes. 
I love Do you go boozy or you know sweet? we were just talking about Clementine's boozy ice cream this morning in the in the back. Um, I personally don't care for alcohol and desserts. Um, so I know boozy pop. Popsicles coming well, up. not that. That's different. Um, that is something that I would like to do. I would really like to get a liquor license and do because, like, who wouldn't want an actual cucumber margarita popsicle? Like, that sounds I would amazing, want that. right? Especially when it's hot and yes. like we do so many popsicle sales to kids, and that's fine. But like, the parents the would be no, 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 definitely not. Um, but the parents, like, they want something like good and exciting and give them a little boost yeah I guess alcohol doesn't really give you a boost it makes me sleepy maybe it gives some people a boost um probably helps them deal with a little bit yeah just just life just deal with life in general um so yeah but so Clementine I I love the gooey butter and um Mm. I can't think of I mean everything I've ever had from there has been amazing Mm -hmm. so I don't even feel like I have to name specifics but Clementine's I was so happy when Jenny's opened here I love Jenny's I've met Jenny she's a huge inspiration to me like I just am very um I love her yeah so that's a dangerous one that's like right near my apartment oh really it's it's dangerous. If it was within so. walking distance of me, it would be not good. Um, I loved ice cream cakes when that was open. I was really bummed when she closed, mm. but it was fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm also, like, I'm from St. Louis. I love Ted Drew's. Like, I can't, and I that's where we go to buy dry ice every week for the farmer's oh, market. Really? So I'm always getting, like... A little something. When you I'm can't at Ted not, Drew's. You know? Yeah. It's why I'm I get there. my Christmas tree there every year, because... Yes. I can't not have a concrete, even if it's snowing in December. Yeah. Not that it's been snowing many Decembers, no. but um, I'm okay but with it. But it could. It. Yeah, it could. It could. It's cold enough. Maybe it'll happen again. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I feel like I love all the the new stuff coming up in St. Louis, but you gotta you got to hark back to the originals. And Ted Drew's, you, you can't it's, go wrong. I have so many memories of just sitting in the trunk of my car with my little sister and my parents and, like, eating my kitty hot fudge sundae. And it was amazing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's incredible those nostalgia. kind of, like, desserts can really just make those memories. Mm-hmm. And they taste the same. Mm-hmm. I love that. Consistency yeah. is really important, and it's kind of hard for food, I feel like, when, especially over the years, Ted Drew's, I mean, they've had hundreds of employees, and they still do a good still job rock it out. yeah it's they still rock it out See? so it's good i training. always like that it good is training. good training it's good inspiration really right um okay so when you can't get that employee into your brain you exactly know? yeah <laughs> do like ted drews does that's what i'll say always, we'll be always. Fine. yeah it's a good life motto do I, like maybe. Ted drews? it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> i don't know yeah they've lasted a long time they know what they're doing right right and do you hope that's a that's a you thing? Do you think oh. that this uh, <laughs> your business lasts a long time? There are parts of me that I feel like it would be really cool to. I mean, have you ever been to um, World's Fair Donuts? Over, okay, yeah. Yes. That was a dumb question. But, like, the, the woman, the, the guy, know. the people that work there, like, they've been rocking it for years. And I do like, want them to, like, go retire on a beach they somewhere. They need to. I think they deserve a break. I mean, I, they love days. it though. I mean, yeah. I talk to them whenever I go get donuts, and you know they're rocking out and they're they happy. Could, they could, they could quit if they wanted yeah. to, but hopefully that's the case. Hopefully yeah. they, they're able to do that if they want to. But yeah. I mean, yeah, there's something like super romantic about just being a mainstay in St. Louis food, and just like, nope, this is this is my life. This is what I do. Like, I'm gonna raise a family here, and like, 
continue to grow as a person, but I'm also very tired and I don't really know <laughs> um, if I could continue to work at the rate that I'm working. It's just a lot. It is. It's I'm a sure. lot. Yeah. But you have a lot of happy customers, so yes, it's got to keep going for them. It's worth it. I there's nothing else I would rather be doing unless someone was like paying me millions of dollars to travel the world. I, w- I would maybe rather do that, but Ditto. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Who unless would? someone's listening and would like to send us yes. around hey, the world, guys, guys, <laughs> please. We'll we'll go we'll, we'll go taste cupcakes around the world. Yeah. Be great. We'll, we'll put pictures on your brand for you on your Instagram. <laughs> we'll do it. We can do that. Done. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, good. That's all I got. Awesome. That was fun. Yeah. You'll be able to find Kaylin's treats at the farmer's market until about end of October or so, but you can always find them down at her bake shop on Cherokee Street. Have a cup of coffee down there and take in the adorable bakery that she has created with her husband. And hopefully next spring we'll see that ice pop truck roll out onto the streets of St. Louis. We always wanna hear from you guys and let us know who you wanna meet in St. Louis. Is there a small business that you've always been curious about or the story behind one of your favorite restaurants? Let us know on social media. You can find me at Alexis Zotos on all of the social media channels. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Meet St. Louis in iTunes and leave a little bit of love. This episode was produced by JJ Bailey.